When you think you're fancy but you're not, go and listen to Flopshot. Welcome to another episode of Flopshot. You almost forgot the name of it. Yeah. The Flopshot. Should we call it Flopshot or The Flopshot? It's up to you. It's your well, show. You're a professional podcaster, so <laughs> I thought maybe I thought maybe you'd have some insight as to All I, I w- all I would it. suggest is keep it simple. So flop shot. Yep. There don't you go. Put, don't put the the on the end of it. That gets confusing. This is our sponsor today. We don't have sponsors yet. <laughs> Should I do an ad read anyways? Yeah, ad read anyways. Why do, why do you drink why do you drink yerba mate? Yerba mate. Enlightenment. And uh, the mint one is my favorite. I don't really drink the rest of them. Where do you anymore. even get these? Uh, you get them at like Whole Foods and like Co op. All the like. Oh, so the hoity toity shops. Well, I call them hippy dippy. They're not. I mean, they are hoity toity though. It's like the fancy people that go there. But that's. Th- actually, you're supposed to do the jingle. I am? Do you know what it is? I don't. It go- uh, my cousin made it up. It, it goes, when you think you're fancy, but you're not. Go and listen to Flop Shot. So I have to do the jingle? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe I just have the guest start out with the jingle, and then we just put the jingle I, I think, on the that, end of it. I think that's a bad idea. Just do like I a, think it's a bad idea. Do like a rap version of it or something. Are you going to give me a beat? See, I can't, even remember what, I can't even remember what the jingle is now. It's when you think you're fancy, but you're not, go and listen to Flop Shot. Cue cards, please. You could just say it like that. <laughs> just say it. Just do when it. When you think you're fancy, but you're not, go listen to Flop Shot. Go and listen to oh, Flop sorry, Shot. See, from the top. Go. From the top. When you think you're fancy and you're not, go and listen to Flop Shot. When you think you're fancy, but you do need cue cards. <laughs> when you think you're fancy, but, but you're, you're not. not. Go, go and listen to Flop Shot. When you think you're fancy, but you're not, go and listen to Flop Shot. That's good. That was really good. I might have to clip that and put <laughs> it on the beginning. Maybe it, maybe it'll be like you and Jim like harmonizing. We'll mash it together. It'll be a mashup. I don't think that there was any harmony in that. But I know, but that's, I mean, that, that's what'll make it better. I don't know. You never know. I'm new. I'm new to this production game. You're not. You have a podcast with your wife. Yeah. And you're called husband-in-law. Yeah. Wife, her ex-husband, and we we record every week. Like and I was telling, I, I was telling Jared, this fancy studio. This is gonna be weird for me because I only know recording husband-in-law right here. That's true. So, um, but you also are a serial entrepreneur, where you have like fifteen thousand businesses. Now I, I'm tr- still trying to def- decide if that's the right term, and I if I like that term because yeah, it's not, there is a connotation where it's like you're going to kill people. Yeah, like, like you're a crazy person. Yeah, so serial entrepreneur makes it sound like you're a crazy person. Like, what if you're just an entrepreneur that likes cereal? I could it be like actually, cereal with a C? So true story. I almost started a podcast with another one of my buddies called the Cereal Podcast. About where cereal we, or about where we would sit we wanted to sit down together, eat a bowl of cereal, um, and just talk about life. Isn't there a because podcast called Cereal though? Wasn't there like a huge re, huge podcast yeah, called that? Yeah, but that's S E R I A L. Oh it right? is. Cereal. Oh, I thought it was like cereal cereal. Like cereal like 
spelled C E R E A L. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, anyways, why didn't you do that? I just like a, I got a whole bunch of other irons in the fire. Who are you gonna do this with? Who's gonna be your co-host? Uh, his name's Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. <laughs> you could just call it that. It's that actually would be Brandon a, with that would be AM. really successful. Yeah, probably. So among like half because of here's, the country. Here's the thing. I I was like showing in. The idea came from like a week of like content that I was shooting with my kids and how they like absolutely destroy cereal boxes somehow. Like yeah, I have no idea how kids open cereal boxes um, because you get to the cereal box and like the whole top's like shredded. I was always gentle when I opened. Cereal so was boxes. I. I was like because I wanted it to close yeah, and I, fit I wanted nicely, it to last, right? Yeah. Um, but our kids, for some some reason, maybe maybe it's the cardboard is crap now. I I have no idea. Was this Brandon your best friend growing up, Brandon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I still think you should do it. Yeah, and we were gonna test out and give like a rating on the new cereals that come out because there's like a new cereal that comes out that they try to throw out to the market like every week. What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal, um, I would have to say Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes are good. Um, but my favorite cereal as like adult cereal would be, um, what is it called? What is it called? Adult cereal? Is this like what you can buy? Like, What kind of adult cereal are we talking about? It's not like boobs floating in the milk, right? It's raisin, no. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go grab a, the box because you I have, have it boxes yeah it's like a raisin brand type cereal yeah but it's got um like the the raisins are covered in like this nut crunchy stuff oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah that is good anyways yeah. i'm sure it has more sugar in it than yeah. than frosted flakes probably that's that's what i call my adult cereal <laughs> yeah I mean, but maybe we need to create an an adult could, cereal brand. You right? could have an adult cereal podcast. <laughs> that would probably be even more successful than the cereal podcast. It, it probably would. So, and yeah, you, yeah who knows where that would take you? <laughs> the, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um, so, I we, we got off on a tangent. Matthew is probably my best friend in Boise, Idaho. And uh, yeah, he, Jared's the only one that will show up to my race car parties. Yeah, he has birthday <laughs> parties, and I'm pretty much his only friend that shows up. <laughs> Brandon wasn't at your race car party. Uh, that's true. I don't know if I invited him out. Oh, sorry, Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. Sorry to bring that up. We could probably cut that part out. Yeah, I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> this is unedited. If you ever see something get edited on this, where it like jumps to another clip. Somebody probably got murdered. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> probably something serious because uh, I don't want to take the time to edit. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, more. I'm going to pump your tires a little bit here. That's okay. what in the hockey okay. world we call that, like building somebody up, pumping okay. their tires. In the um, hockey world. Yeah, I mean that's just I don't know. That's I think that's a hockey term. Have you ever heard pump your tires before? I've never heard that. Yeah, it's a hockey term then. But why is it hockey? Like there's like the I don't only know. thing that has tires on a hockey yeah, rink is, is a, Zamboni. a Zamboni. Yeah. I don't know why. It's it's just something I grew up always hearing too if you're Maybe it's Canadian. If you're like hyping somebody up, you're pumping their tires. It could be Canadian too. Huh. Um, but you also have a a business 
that's a good segue to that where you do have to pump tires because you because you rent bikes <laughs> i was trying to, to figure out where, where are you going with this yeah 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 no i just that just came to me as we were talking about that i'm like that's a good segue See, I'm becoming yeah. a podcaster. I can segue <laughs> from one thing to another. Sponsored by Yerba Mate, Guayaki. Tastes fresh. I don't know what they're... And what's your fl- favorite flavor? Enlightenment. Enlighten yourself with enlightenment. I don't know what camera to look at. We've got two cameras today. Giving it a whirl. Matt was like, hey, uh, why don't we set up the GoPro here? And then uh, <laughs> he's just trying to give me more work in the editing process, yeah. but... Um, yeah, so I do. I, I do own a bike business as well, where we do pump up tires on a weekly basis. And that's something that you own with your son, which is pretty cool, I think. Uh, yeah. I, How does your I son? I wish you didn't bring it? that up, though. Why? Should we edit that? <laughs> <laughs> but we need it. We need to have like a pre-podcast <laughs> talk where it's like, what's well, off limits? Uh, it, it's okay. Um, is he getting even, fired? Is that what you're he, telling me? He's he's been fired a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Family business. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, it's it's okay. I mean, he's been fired from other jobs that I've had him do, and it's kind of a loose term here where we, I, like, my wife always says that I've fired her several times. Yeah, I've fired my wife before. I yeah. usually say you're fired. And and that's the thing. It's like one of the, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from getting this bike business up and going with my son is that uh sometimes that relationship like can't have a business between it and that's okay and so what i've learned is that i really can't work i don't work well with my son right now i mean he's 15 years old yeah sure i think he will mature into a great um contributing factor in society whatever that looks like for him i love my son but we don't work well together yeah, I could see that. I don't want to be his boss. Uh, my dad wanted me to take over his insurance business up in Canada. And I remember one of the things when we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, I hadn't really discussed it with my wife yet, but I remember sitting down with him and we were kind of going over some ground rules. And he was like, uh, just so we're clear, there's no farting in the office. And I was like, <laughs> what? That was one of his dad, rules? Dad, I'm a 30-something-year-old man. <laughs> I'm not allowed to fart in my own office. Wait, this was an actual this conversation. This was an actual conversation with my dad. And so oh. at that point, I was like, I don't think my dad thinks that I've totally grown up, which I probably <laughs> haven't. But I do like to pass gas. That's one of our natural resources as a Canadian. Like, that's how I heat my home is with my own natural gas. Ask my wife. Ask my kids. We, But farting is just kind of something that's not taboo at our house. Like, we like okay. to... But that's in your house, but at the insurance agency. No, anywhere. Agency. I, just, I just let them rip, and I don't care. <laughs> that's actually very true. We actually, the, <laughs> the way that we ended this first, yeah, I haven't shown you the video, but the way that we ended this first one, Jim and I high five, and then I fart, and then I was like, I should have farted into the microphone, but I was like, that would be disrespectful <laughs> to Matt and to the next person that uses this microphone. <laughs> Which probably would have been my wife. Yeah, so it's a good thing I didn't, because because so, not everybody is as cool with farting as I am. But I, I've I've just always so obviously your dad f- felt like he needed to have that conversation with you. Yeah, I think I think most dads at some point think their kids are idiots. I know I know that my dad thinks that about me on a lot of things, but he also is probably proud of me for accomplishments that I've had. But they, your parents, kind of want you to 
turn into something that you right. don't necessarily want to become. Right. And, and that's that's where I felt like I was forcing my son into yeah. something that like, no, we got to do it this way, this way, this way. And and that's where like I had to step back and say, hey, like uh, if we're going to do this business together, it probably can't be together together. Right. Um, one of us has to go. Yeah, that's probably smart. Well, so. and, and a lot of people don't have that kind of foresight to think, hey, maybe uh, this isn't going to be good for our relationship. And, and, and I truly think that this was a blessing because now my son like has this job that he absolutely loves at mm-hmm. a bowling alley and he's picked up bowling. And now the bowling alley is actually like sponsoring him to go bowling. What? And so, yeah. Is he really good at bowling? Like he just bowled, like his highest score was like a 238 or something. Does he spin the ball? Yeah. He he's spins. a spinner. He's a spinner. He, 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 he he has he just kind, picked it up. Yeah, he just picked it up. He's a natural at everything that he picks up. And so it's just like, okay, I guess he's a bowler now. He's got two bowling ball bags and like a roller bag. That's and pretty sick. He has his own shoes too. He, he's got his own shoes. He's got his I own shoe bag. Shoes. And um, anyways, but I, I, like I said, I think it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, I had the conversation with him of, hey, I think you're going to have to go out and get like a real job. And he looked at me like, why? Um, we're doing fine. I'm like, yeah, we are in some aspects, but I think you need, like, I'm not sure how busy, like, we're going to be. Right. And to this point, I, I, yeah. I still don't. Yeah. Um, but, again, he fell into this this job of his that at a bowling alley, and he loves it. So That's pretty awesome. We went bowling in Miami. I was hanging out with the group chat golf memes founder, and uh, they have a technically golf podcast that we did in like the common area at the hotel that we were at okay they're just awesome to hang out with but we, yeah we we're in miami and this bowling alley we went to you didn't have to wear shoes and i was like this is right up my alley i'm already in flip-flops i could go barefoot if i wanted to really bowling shoes though are they're they, legit they there's a there's a help. purpose yeah <laughs> i i probably bowled like my worst score that i've ever bowled in my life i didn't really care like i was throwing it between my legs and just doing like yeah. stupid have stuff have you ever golfed in actual golf shoes yeah mm-hmm. and what's the consensus i don't there? know that it really helps i don't like i honestly don't though the we talked about this last podcast too the last time i golfed in shoes like actual golf cleats i like messed up my knee and so it was like it like hurt for like a week and so that's kind of when I was like, uh, shoes are coming off. Okay. But a lot of like hardcore golfers don't like the fact that I don't wear golf shoes. I'm like, I don't know why people care what what foot attire I wear. I'm going golfing today and it's 34 degrees outside and I probably won't wear shoes. So so you just you just had an experience with Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Ricky has been known to be on the tour and kind of wearing loud clothes. Mhm. Like, I don't really know the history behind that. I don't either. But do you think he was shunned by the other players for wearing loud? Yeah, probably. I bet you, um, I don't know. Like, the so the we, we recreated a Lego moment of his biggest win at the Players' Championship, and he actually talked about that. He's like, that's the one day that I wasn't wearing orange because it was Mother's Day, so he had, like, this pink, like, pink and blue striped shirt and like just like gray pants and it wasn't like the really loud clothing that he usually wears yeah um but i'm sure people were just like who's this guy with the flat brim hats with the long flow coming out of his hat like who is this little punk kid from california and i'm sure he experienced that a lot um 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, we literally got to hang out with him for like 45 minutes and then it was like, <laughs> all right, see you later. <laughs> we'll get out of your hair. We, 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 so let's, let's talk about that. Okay. There, I've, I've read a lot of comments. I did a, I did a video with uh, Travis from PGA memes, the guy who runs PGA memes. We collaborated on a, on a video together where he wanted to gift Ricky Fowler something really cool. Yeah, because he, he got a gift from right. Ricky. Ricky gave him like this staff golf bag that was like well, wasn't, signed. Wasn't and it stuff. his friend that knew Ricky? Yeah, he okay. had a, he has a friend that grew up playing with Ricky, and so I think that was kind of their connection and yeah. how. But he was always awesome. a fan of Ricky. Okay, and so um, we went down there. That and actually, you come into that too because one of your companies that you run is a shipping company. Yeah, ShipZoom. ShipZoom, where you make ship happen. That's what we do. I'm sponsored by ShipZoom. There you go. You could be my first sponsor. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> um, the, uh, Guayaki, you have to pay me. Guayaki. I'm, I'm expecting some payment for this. Just give me free drinks so I don't have to buy these anymore. They're kind of expensive. Well, they're at Whole Foods, right? It's true. I Actually, I find them at Winco now. Have you ever tried to purchase them directly from Guayaki? No, Guayaki's actually hooked me up with stuff. They were actually one of the first companies that I ever did like a collab deal with that's where awesome. they like sent me it was before i had like much of a following but um yeah that was the first company that i think i ever that ever believed in me oh. as a that's huge as a content creator okay so shout out to them yeah but i really no i really do like it if uh that's if i do take on sponsors it'll probably just be companies that i'm like i actually use this i don't like I don't know. I don't want to just take a paycheck because somebody's. It depends on how much money. So, so he's how much everybody <laughs> yeah. has a price. Yeah. Somebody Every, wants to pay me a lot of money to promote a crap product. Nah, I still probably won't do it. Okay. Is that cool? Because then, like later on down the road, like you, integrity is a big deal. Yeah. So if you don't have any integrity, like what do you really have? Yeah. All you, right, let's let's get back to the Ricky Fowler. Story. Back to Ricky Fowler. <laughs> I get I get off on tangents a lot. <laughs> So we where where were we? Where were we on the Ricky Fowler story? So Travis was gifted. Travis was giving him. Okay. He was trying to one up him on the gift that Ricky had given him, and so I was like, "Well, Travis, let's do this where we," because he just wanted to make a video, and I was like, well, "Why don't we just like give him the actual set? I've never done that before. Yeah, I've I've done stuff like I've done stuff with." U.S. Open tennis, where I like gave the yeah. person who hired me to do that, like I sent her a Lego court, yeah, like the court that I had made, and I'll I do that a lot. Like the PGA Tour people, um, I sent them like the the tee box for the Tiger Woods hole in one. But I've always wanted to actually give it to the athlete that we were recreating. Yeah. So I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. I'm like, let's just give it to him. So we, so I teamed up with my other buddy who's named Matt who's like a phenomenal Lego builder who's out of Boise as well. who lives yeah he lives here and he, I've done a ton of collaboration stuff with him but he was totally down and we kind of went over the top like we got carried away it was awesome yeah it tur- it like it turned out way better than even I imagined you know yeah. so I was it, it was cool but well, I think when we took it to Ricky's house he's just like what am I supposed to do with what? this this is a giant so we kind of well, like I had sh- the same I had the same expression on my face when you brought it to the warehouse yeah and like you're like what I am ha- I supposed to do with yeah this? I had never seen yeah. it like, I don't know how big the kind of-, of stuff that we ship yeah so when you took two trips to go get the Lego yeah. set I was like oh great what did I get myself into oh great my team's gonna hate me yeah oh great like 
I hope we don't break this. Um, you guys didn't break it. You guys got it there. <laughs> I was a little bit um, nervous when I dro- when I dropped no, it this off is there. The mo- this is the most nervous I've ever seen you. Yeah. You had some ex- anxiety you were even, going on. Yeah, you were even making jokes, and I was just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no, this has uh, to make it. I'm a jokester. This you know, has to I, make it. I, I go right into I'm like, no, this is... This is going to cost me a lot of money if yeah. it doesn't make it to well, redo this. Right. And so when you brought that up, the first question I asked you was, okay, are we going to have to insure this? Like, do you want like, insurance yeah. on this before we ship it out? Because yeah. And you're, usually you're, I never get insurance. Usually I'm like, insurance is a scam. Don't get insurance. <laughs> Don't do it. And my dad made a career <laughs> off of selling insurance. And it's I'm just scam. like, dad, this is all a scam. <laughs> you're just trying to get people's money every month. I get what you're doing. This is like a multi-level marketing scam. But before you brought it to me, you had the idea of, I'm just going to take this on the plane. Yeah. I'm an idiot. You realize, so each one of the, each one of those packages, because we had to send it in two shipments, right? <laughs> it was giant. They were 60 pounds, like each. Each? Each were 60 pounds. Um. And that's all packed up, making sure that. It's but I mean, I I could have taken it technically you, on the plane, on, but on the, the, I've seen how people handle those bags, and I'm like, I'm not putting this. Yeah, you like I would have, I would have carried it on my lap. I would have had two giant Lego sets because we had to break it up into two two portions where it's like, I think it was like 42 inches by 42 inches for yep. each one. Yeah. So I mean, imagine carrying by about that on seven your inches lap. Thick. And connecting in Dallas, going to Florida, you know, it would be a night. It would have been a nightmare. I I was not thinking, yeah. and I sometimes I claim that I'm the smartest person in the room. Usually, this was the time where I was the biggest idiot. So here's a little bit of the besi- behind the scenes conversation that happened after you left the warehouse mm-hmm. and dropped off these two massive sets that connect together. Right? Was it about how big of an idiot I was for thinking? <laughs> You can you can tell was, me. I, 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 yes, the, the first I of the conversation was, how did he think he was going to take this on the plane? The second was this. Uh, should we just rent a car and drive it down there for him? Like, might have been we could have been cheaper. Yeah, we could probably rent a car for you know this this amount. And so that was our next step. Was like, let's just rent a car and drive it down there for him. And then I was like, no, like because he needs it there specifically at a certain time. Yeah. No later than Monday afternoon. And you dropped it off Wednesday, the previous week, right? Yeah, it was like one, two, zero Wednesday. Yeah, and so uh, um, so that was like our, our problem-solving like we're scenario. We're like, all right, I don't think we can drive it because it has to be there by a specific time. And anyways. Um, it's probably good that we didn't send it ground, though. Oh, it's really good we didn't. Um, cause I thought like originally I was like, well, maybe if I do have to send this, I need to get it sent and I'll just send it ground. But I don't think I would have trusted it being sent ground. I, so when you brought it here, like to our warehouse, I was like, oh man, I really wish he would have brought it like Friday before. Cause then we could have saved a lot of money on shipping. Yeah. But then it came to me. I'm like, no, no way. Like I, I want it in the shipping stream in somebody else's hands the least amount of po- time possible. Yeah. And so we we decided one it took us the maximum amount of days that we could find uh packaging material for it. Oh yeah, cuz you guys had to get pack cuz you're like this isn't what we usually ship. Right. So, so you're like we need we knew what we kind need of specialty pack- packaging yeah. for Yeah, so this. we had a, we had a specialty order in some packaging for it. And it was really cool stuff like it came in this like little tiny um pouch. 
and then you start rubbing it and like expands and explodes, right? And I'm sure you saw it when you opened it uh-huh. up. Like I didn't know that you we, had to rub it to expand. Yeah, it. so so it expands and we have the video of it. Um, but we would then put pressure on it so it filled in um, the area uh-huh. so that nothing could like wiggle around and break. Right, because this is TPC sawgrass where it like has like a floating green right. almost. So there's like areas that are built up that have to be secured because I, I didn't want it showing up in pieces because Matt, my uh, the other Matt, is not with me. And he's the Lego genius. So if we show up to yeah. Ricky's house and it's in pieces, <laughs> we're screwed. We're screwed. We're just like, well, we're not giving this to Ricky right now right. at the, at this time. Um but I mean, it was cool. But yeah, his. I think going back to what we were originally talking about, his reaction to it. I think he reacted the way that he did because he's probably like, "What are you guys doing at my house?" He knew we were coming. Right. But like, I'm sure he's like, "Why is this here? And what am I gonna do with this?" Like, I'm sure he's just processing that. I know if that somebody showed up <laughs> to my house like that. Granted, I don't live in a mansion like Ricky does. But, like, I think we just kind of assumed, oh, he'll have space for it. He lives in a giant home. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, ant coming over with a fruitcake on, on, you know, yeah. Thanksgiving. Like, what are we yeah, going like, to do with this? What are we going to do with this? Yeah. Like, thank you for being so thoughtful. But this bringing is way this better delicious, than a fruitcake, by the right, way. Right. <laughs> bringing this delicious fruitcake. But uh, it was, if somebody commented on Instagram, he's like, wow, he reacted like he just give, gave him a sandwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so kind of did, but I, I don't really blame him. Like he was a gracious host. It was cool just to be able to go to Ricky's house and just be like, I remember when he came out to, um, cause we, we wanted it to be a surprise. We wanted it all to be a surprise. And so we hadn't set it up yet. And yeah. I was like, get back in the house, close your eyes. Don't come back. And then I'm like ordering Ricky Fowler around, which I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm at this guy's house. He doesn't know me. He's never experienced me. And this is his first experience. So I'm sure he's just like. All of a sudden, all the blinds close. He's just like, uh, who invited the homeless person over? Yeah. And why is he ordering me around? But it was, it was kind of funny. Like storm barriers come up. It was, it was somewhat in jest. Yeah. He actually does have like this moat that goes around his house. He's in Florida, right? Koi pond moat. I was like. I don't even know how much money worth of fish is in that pond that is the moat around your house. It was so cool. I was just like, wow, this is a whole other tax bracket that I will never experience after today. <laughs> so you wanted us to insure this for how much? Originally, you told us that price. What so, was it? I think I think I said $20,000. You I, did. I think it was worth more than that, though. I think It probably I, was. I think it's probably... Like, if I had to recreate that and I had to pay Matt... Lincoln what he is worth and then I had to make a video we it probably we probably would have been looking at like fifty thousand dollars for that project and so like when you when you said that like because that was my first question okay how much are we insuring this for I was and you said 20 grand I was like oh man do I even want that's that's you're like do I want to take on this liability yeah that's the first thought of okay maybe we should just drive this like We'll hand deliver it, white glove, like everything, right? <laughs> and, and it's like, no, we can do this. And so we ended up insuring it for a little bit less than that. Just And, and insurance on the carrier is just to cover. Yeah, like, yeah, insurance isn't. Well, I think, I think my question it. to you was like, how much is insurance going to cost? Right, and it was like $2 for every yeah. thousand or something like that. But yeah. you want to have that on something like this because it's a one-of-a-kind. Right. There's nothing else like it in the world. 
And it's like, what if that gets lost? What what it's supposed to go to? Where did it? Where where was? Went to it went to Florida. So in Florida, but what if it ends up in New York, right? And yeah, all of a no, sudden it's lost. Or the worst case scenario was, what if it ends up in pieces? <laughs> what like what if? I mean, we still that's it's Lego. So I mean, we would be able to rebound and fix it. But when you're trying to set up like a surprise for a super giant celebrity, yeah, like Ricky Fowler's like one of the biggest names in the game. So the fact that I'm even there is crazy to me. Like that, I, that I'm even ordering a part him of it. around and in then, his own and house, then telling him what to do. Get back in your house, close the blinds. We're close doing your something. Eyes, we're doing something. <laughs> Go to your room. It was it, it was pretty much like I was talking to one of my kids. I don't I don't know how he felt about that, but he kind of laughed about it. And he's just he's just such like literally one of the nicest people. You would think that somebody with that amount of money and that amount of stress in their lives that's trying to get back into like the upper echelon of the PGA Tour. Was that what he's doing? I mean, he's he's been doing pretty well. He he was like second place at the Zozo okay. in Japan. Um, he's been he's been playing pretty well. He it's like fired back. his caddy, fired his swing coach. He's got a, one of his old swing coaches now, and he's got a new caddy. Uh, but then his old caddy just won with the new player that he has too. <laughs> so it's like I mean, there's like more motivation yeah. there where he's like, okay, uh, I gotta I gotta really start winning these things or else. Uh, so, so I've been reading this book called Relentless, mm-hmm. and it's of the mindset coach of Michael Jordan, yeah. Kobe Bryant. And like it, this whole book is amazing. It, it like he, he uh, basically goes through like how these players get in the zone. Like yeah. they're the only ones that can get in the zone. But when they're in the zone, there's fire. Really. And uh, anyways, so so Ricky's trying to get back in the zone. Yeah. So. He, well, he, there was a time where he was like he was in the he zone. was the up and coming like the, the thing that we recreated from the players. Like he hit that green. Stuck it to like five feet. He, it was in a playoff too, so they kept going back to that seventeen. Yeah, and he kept like the pin hitting. placements like tight against the corner of it, and you're hitting over water like onto like a tiny green. You have to get it to stick onto the green. Like well, he was in the zone. In the clip, the announcer's like, "Oh man!" Like yeah, the, the announcer basically said, "Oh, he's, he's like, in the oh, water. that's going." Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> like, hey, he's done, and boom, stuck it. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, it was pretty crazy to see that, and. The, and I remember like playing sports and being in in that zone. I never at that level though. Never was I the best in the world at what I do, where I'm just like in the zone. No, but like let's 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 unpack that a little bit, because I I experienced you in your zone. What when, what was I doing? You have your office like just next door. Oh, right? you mean Lego stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you're in the zone of Lego. Yeah. Like everything around you, like you could be in there for. 20 hours yeah. and not realize that 20 hours has passed true and that's your zone right of okay this is so it, it's kind of breaking it down that way yeah i mean i don't know if i'm the best in the world at it but i'm i would i would rank myself but it's as your like zone of genius top three yeah especially it, when it comes to sports stuff yep i'm the guy who gets hired to do all that stuff so i don't know i'd like i don't really have competition for it there's like a couple production companies that could probably compete but there's not like one single person that does this by themselves that I think could compete at what I do. There's better animators than me. Sure. But like as far as understanding sports and all the different sports, like I've played so many sports growing up and like 
understanding kind of the nuances and what's going to resonate with people. Yep. That's uh, that's one of my superpowers for sure. Yeah. And 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 again like comparison like there's always that question right now going back to the basketball world like who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Michael Who's Jordan. the greatest? It th- that's the that's the answer, right? I truly believe Michael Jordan will be the greatest of all time because oh. he 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 was the only athlete that was in the zone all the time, 100% of the time, no matter what. You couldn't get him out of it. Mm-mm. Yeah, like same with Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if the, we'll ever see a player that is like, more that it, it becomes greater than Wayne Gretzky. Even Le, if they Le, score LeBron more LeBron James goals. will be known for throwing the powder up in the air. Like that's if that's your zone, dude. Whatever. <laughs> the powder zone. The powder zone, right? <laughs> it's like Michael Jordan. Like no, he didn't have. He, like he's in the zone. He he, he showed yeah. with his yeah, his actions. Even like when he passed on the game winning shot, like when uh, Steve Kerr made that shot, or yeah. like. Who was the other guy? Like John Paxton or somebody. Like every he knew everybody was coming to him, and he was like, "Okay, Fine. I'm gonna have everybody on yep. me. This guy is capable of making the shot, and Do we're it. a team." So him understanding that, but like I w- I would want the ball in Jordan's hand at the end of the game. Yeah, all day, every day. I wouldn't I wouldn't want LeBron to have the ball at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Yep. Like if we're talking. <laughs> greatest of all time and and maybe it's because we grew up in that era too where we're just kind of like they're more heralded as like this guy was the greatest he was like to watch that guy like to see what he did to the utah jazz like let's cut him up two years and i wasn't i wasn't really a jazz fan but my little brother was i was just kind of like i didn't really have a team that i rooted for but i liked watching michael jordan and so to see kind of what he did to them like to everybody yeah. like it, he was just there you weren't it was who was it that beat the bulls the pistons the pistons yeah pistons are the only team that beat them right i think so and that's just probably because they were the bad news bullies that were just like <laughs> they took him out of his game yeah. they you, the enforcer days yeah i wish, I wish they still had that in the <laughs> nba where there's like fights and dennis rodman just like running amok <clears throat> yeah those were the glory days. Same with hockey, where you got like Bob Probert just going around cleaning people's clocks and Ty Domi. I miss those days too. Yeah, the enforcer in hockey is a little bit different than the enforcer in NBA now. I think. True. Yeah. Um, what what learning experience did you have with um, doing this whole Ricky Fowler getting back into the zone? Right. As far as like getting it there, or as far as making Everything. the video. Yeah. Um. I so if we if we could do it all over again I think we'd need like an inside person like somebody on Ricky's team that was like hey and and Travis and I had talked about this and I didn't know how well Travis knew Ricky yeah I just assumed that he knew him pretty well because of like the the interactions that he's had with him but I didn't know yeah. But if if I could go back and do it again, I think we would let somebody know on the inside, hey, this you, is what we're doing. Or hey, you got a surprise coming? But not even no, I, I think they need or, to know. Like I think but that's the thing is you need to know that those people can be trusted not to spill the beans. Okay. And if they're really close to somebody like Ricky Fowler, he's probably around a lot of yes men that are like, Yeah, 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 yeah we can do that. Hey, yeah. boss, guess what? I found out. Uh act surprised when you see this, but uh Yeah. So I mean, you you have to have a mole on the inside that's a trusted mole spy, okay. Who can that's going to do your bidding as opposed to his, okay. So or even just like 
maybe maybe you do it that way. Maybe you say, "Hey, we've got something really cool that he's going to be amazed by. We probably need a table to set this up on. Yeah, maybe a room." I mean, I think... And let's but, have it a little bit more planned out. Right, but I mean, you're trying to get somebody's reaction and you want it to be genuine and authentic and then when it's not what you expected, you're disappointed. Yeah. So, like... That's, dude, that's a game of life. Yeah. Right I, that's there. what That's what surprises are. Like, you, you throw a surprise party for, for your wife and then she's not that excited because she <laughs> had a bad day or she just woke up from a nap. Like, we don't know what was going on in his life. He right. he'd just gotten home from a tournament. He's his house is probably a disaster, and he's like, "I'm not inviting these guys into yeah, my house knows? to come set up." In like, I don't even really know these people. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of that factors into it that never gets talked about. It, you just see the reaction, and then you have a reaction to that reaction. You're like, "Hey, you could have at least acted more surprised." But like, yeah. I don't want a fake reaction from Ricky right. Fowler. Right. I don't want him to be like. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, and I shared with you kind of my reaction when I first saw the, there's a YouTube video of this. And, yeah. And I, my, the first word that came to my mouth when I was talking to you first about it was, this, that was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, and and I, I feel like it was. But, again, there was probably so many different factors going on of, here's this guy that looks like, you know, who's this, like, Happy Gilmore's caddy? Like, yeah. what is this? Um, Why is he on my front? Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I think I was cool by association too, because he knows Travis. But again, like I said, I don't know how well he knows Travis. Right. Like if you showed up with one of your buddies and they looked like me, I'd be like, oh, he's cool by association because he knows right. Matt. Like right. Matt's not going to bring somebody to my house that, that he doesn't trust. That he doesn't trust. Right. So it, I mean, it's cool to kind of be in that category where you're trusted and yeah. and I've been around a lot of famous people where it's just like. You know, they're just people. I don't, I, the only person that I really fangirled over was Casey Neistat. And I look back on that and I'm just like, what an idiot. Why did, why did I do that? But like, I fangirled over him twice. Here in Boise once. No, that, the Boise one wasn't one. That was the time where I just kind of left him alone. I was like, I don't care. I've already, I, but you were in the room like when he was presenting here in Boise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that stage was pretty intimate. Like it was pretty yeah. close. Like yeah, it was cool. We were front row. You and I were yeah. front row. I snuck into that thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> front, front row at the Casey Neistat concert. <laughs> Even I remember texting you saying, "Hey, you should get down here." And you, then you're like, "Here, send me a picture of what the badge looks like." <laughs> so I sent you a picture, and then you showed up with something that looked similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I did. <laughs> you have to you have to fake it until you make it. That's what that's what that means. If you show up like but, you're like you're supposed to be there, no one is going to question you. If you walk past security and you've got any type of lanyard over your neck and they don't stop you, you made it in. And yeah. so I'm I did that. I, there was like the irony very of this little the, security at the, that place. The irony of this is this. Like I didn't know I didn't know why you wanted a picture of my badge. <laughs> Because when you showed up with that, I, was I like, forgot about that. I was like, dude, we could have got you in for free. Like, <laughs> that's what we did. Like, it's more fun to sneak in. <laughs> so, for me, yeah. it is anyways. Even if I have like all access passes somewhere, sometimes I'll still try and sneak into the place just yeah. to see if I can still. Well, do it's it. like this last this last Super Bowl. I had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you were like thinking, oh. I'll come with. I'm just going to try and sneak in. <laughs> I'm like, dude. 
<laughs> I, that's the same thing happened at the Masters. I was playing golf. Um, we play, It was actually a PGA memes tournament, and um, Dylan Fratelli didn't make the cut at the tournament he was playing in Florida, the Arnold Palmer. You're pretty good friends with Dylan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, Dylan, just come play on our team. Like some <laughs> random scramble. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, I don't know if that's such a good look for a PGA Tour guy. But he's cool. He came. He played like that's the awesome. back nine with us. Um, but I, I forgot what we were even talking about before that. Sneaking was, in. Oh, sneaking in. So I talked to him about sneaking into the masters just casually, like brought it up. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to go to the masters. I think I'm going to try to sneak in. And he was like, please don't, please, please don't do that. I was like, what do you mean? I, I'm pretty good at sneaking into places, Dill. Like, you don't know. You don't, you don't really know like my superpower and it's sneaking, getting into places I don't belong. I could tell you stories for days of places that I've got into where I do not belong there. Um, and he was like, I'll just get you a ticket. And I was like, what do you mean you'll get me a ticket? He's like, we get tickets as players. (laughs) Like I can, I can can get you into the masters. And I was like, okay. If you give me another master, I won't sneak in. I promise. <laughs> but I'll still try to sneak in. <laughs> and but a ma- the masters is one of the places where I was like, yeah, maybe I won't try to sneak in. But I think I still think I could have snuck in there. Like knowing now what I know, if anybody from the masters is listening to this, they're probably going to beef up security for next <laughs> or, time. Or they're going to. Or put they're you just going to blackball me. No, they'll they'll put you on security team. Yeah. Oh yeah, they could. Yeah, that's true. Like the hackers that all of a sudden yeah. start working for the FBI, I could be one of those guys. I know all the tricks. Let's play that. Let's play that. Role. Yeah, Masters, if you're uh, out there listening to this and you need a security detail, yeah, I'm your guy. <laughs> Put me in charge of it. I don't care if it's somebody that used to work for the CIA or FBI. I have snuck into every place that I don't belong. <laughs> Put me in charge. Those guys, I guarantee, haven't tried to sneak into places they don't belong. They just think they know how to stop it. Yeah. They don't. They don't know. I know how to stop it. But I also know how to get in. I think I could have snuck into the Masters. I'm just going to tell myself that. I don't think I'm ever going to try. I would like to play Augusta someday, and so you kind of have to talk the talk if you want to play there. Like you have to, you have to refer to the people that are watching as patrons. Okay. You can't call them fans. I didn't call them fans. If anybody's watching, I, oh. I said the correct terminology. Patrons. So. Yeah, they they're patrons, and it's yeah. You gotta be. You gotta at least pretend like you're fancy there. You can't take phones in. You can't. So like, what do you do with the phone? I think you just check yeah. it at the clubhouse or something. I don't know. I've never played at Augusta, but when we went, for w- I went to the practice round, and so we were allowed to bring in a camera, so I could bring in my DSLR camera, but okay. I couldn't bring my phone in. And then they're like, "You're not allowed to video." And I was like, "They they." I, Two of the places that stopped me, like I went through two security checkpoints to get my camera in, and they're like, does this take video? And I'm like, huh? I just played dumb. I was like, what do you mean? This is a camera. And like, I just <laughs> didn't answer their question because I didn't want to lie and be like, it's a camera. No, it doesn't take video. I would never do that. But hmm. it takes video. All the cameras that people were bringing in take videos. They're all like digital cameras. So for them to even ask me that, I was like, I don't think these guys even know what the, <laughs> what their marching orders are, you know, like yeah. the. So, but you're not allowed to bring your phone in for whatever reason. You can bring a camera, not yeah. your phone. I don't understand it. No one's ever explained it to me to where it makes sense. Um, every other major, I think you can bring your phone into now. 
when I went to the U.S. Open in 2014, only certain people that had like this little sticker on the back of their phone were allowed to have phones in. So it was like players' wives and players and their cats. So you had a sticker created. So I you... no, but I did get a sticker. Okay. So some of the media people get stickers too, and and we like made friends with some guy from like Puerto Rico or something that was only there for the first day. And so we're like, how do you how'd you get your phone in here? Because we didn't take our phone in the first day. He's like, oh, you have to have this sticker. Hmm. Can I have that sticker? You're leaving tomorrow? Could I have that? Gave us a sticker, so I had a phone in. But the problem with that is when you're the only person with a phone in and you're like one of the patrons, everybody that sees you pull your phone out want a picture of like, you know, it's like a father-son. It's like, well, my 11-year-old's here with me. Yeah. This is his first U.S. Open. Could you me. take a picture and text it to us? So anytime I would pull out the phone, everybody would be like, hey, do you mind taking a picture of me and my son and texting that to me? You know, so oh, I was, it got to the point where I was like, I just don't want to pull this out anymore. So I probably have like six pictures from the U.S. <laughs> Open. Of randos. <laughs> of just random people where it's, actually, I probably have more than that. I've, I think I deleted most of them, but I'm sure I, I should have saved some of them where it's just like some random yeah. dude and his kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, next reel but you now post. you can take, if you identify in this, now you watch like the PGA championship or like the U S open. Everybody Everybody's has like, their phone out. Yeah. And so there's like that one iconic Michelob ultra picture where the guy Everybody. is just holding his Michelob ultra, just enjoying tiger <laughs> swinging. And then everybody else has their phone out. And then the guy that wasn't, didn't have his phone is the one who ends up becoming famous for that photo and then yeah. d- ends up getting like a deal, a deal. with Michelob yeah. and like it's it just some random Joe that like all of a sudden became internet famous. So if you want to stand out now, don't yeah, take your phone. Don't take your phone if you want to stand out and pretend like you're excited to see Tiger swinging, even if you're not. Yeah. <laughs> most, pe- most people that get to watch Tiger, they're like, I can't believe I'm doing I've never gotten to see Tiger play live. No. And when are you going to do that? Who knows if I ever will? Who knows how many times he's going to play? Well, you better get on that. I know. I thought about going to the British Open this year. Do it. This last year. Because he was Blame. playing in it, and it was at St. Andrews, and I was like, how sick would that be? And then there was like that cool moment where he's like crying when he's walking up the 18th. I'm like, that would have been cool to be there, but yeah, I don't know. It, it would be cool to see Tiger play, but every time I w- went to any kind of tournament like that where he – would have been there. He wasn't playing. He was either injured or who knows what he was doing. Yeah. So, uh, question for you: When you opened these packages that you that we sent over to Ricky, to Ricky Fowler, was anything on there broken? No. I think there was one piece of like the wraparound that had fallen off, and I don't even remember if I put that back on. We were kind of rushed putting it all together. Okay. So there might be a missing piece there. See, to, to me, that was like a miracle. Yeah, it was awesome. Because it, it was literally the science, the seventh grade science experiment where you drop the egg in a shoebox off of the school roof. Did you ever do that? No, but I've seen, I've seen videos of it. So like seventh grade science class, right? You're putting this egg, this uncooked egg in a shoebox. Yeah. And dropping it from a roof. And whoever makes and the whoever, best design. Yeah, and yeah. whoever... Who whosever egg doesn't break from a higher and higher and higher wins. Like this was this was the ultimate true experiment in life. Like yeah. truly, we we're sending these golden eggs in packages yeah. all the way across the country. Yeah, and those, yeah, they really legit were. That was those were golden eggs. So my team was like texting me like nonstop over the weekend. Did they make it? Do they are they good? So we're glad they made it. They made it to uh, Florida 
and yeah. uh, all in one piece. If you guys ever want to ship $20,000 Lego sets, <laughs> you should use ShipZoom. Yeah. Call Matt. Tell Sweet. him tell him to use code GOLDYELLER and that will get you <laughs> 1% off of your shipping. That's how oh, you do that's oh. how you do ad reads. <laughs> Is it? Is it? I don't know. But you should you should make sure that the company's good with that ad read first. Five percent off. Ten <laughs> percent? What what percentage? Do I get a percentage I, of this? <laughs> Am I getting paid? If I wanna I need equity in this. You need to get this down, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I we should have talked about this beforehand. <laughs> um uh, No, great. but it, that's the thing though, is if I do ad reads, which I'm sure I will if this podcast continues. I, I keep saying that like it's not going to continue. I'm going to keep doing this. Even yeah, if it's just me talking it. into a microphone, I'm going to keep doing this podcast because I love I'm listening to sure podcasts. I'm pretty sure you're around enough people to like say, hey, here, here's this mic. Right. And, just, I, I'll, and I can talk. take it on the road too. Yeah. And you had a good idea where we put like cameras in the carts. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So between shots. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, in, in between shots, you're talking about the round. and Not only are you talking about the shot that they just made, but- you're talking about other things. Yeah. So like whenever I play with Ricky Fowler yeah. at TPC Sawgrass. So you need to identify what is a flop shot. What What is the definition of a flop shot? Flop shot, you open up the face of your club and you want it to go higher and then come back down and just flop onto the green and not roll out. Okay. So you'll open up the club face, flop it. Mine is kind of a double entendre because it's, you golf I play flip in flip flops Yeah. and I actually do hit a pretty decent flop shot. But we, I mean, we also kind of flip flop on what we're talking about. Like right. this isn't, it's, this is kind of like the it's technically the golf podcast yeah. where we're technically talking about golf stuff. Like we'll tie it in a little bit, but we're not talking about like, Oh, who, what were the strokes gained from so-and-so and yeah. like those podcasts are out there. This isn't that podcast. How often do you keep score when you play golf? Maybe once every, it depends if I get out, if I'm playing by myself, I'll usually keep score in my head at the beginning because I'm <laughs> until like, it goes to crap. until it goes to crap. <laughs> and then I'm like, if I'm not going to break 80, I don't care what my score was. Okay. If I've got a chance of breaking 80, which is really hard to do. I've only done it twice. If I have a chance, like say I start out like birdie birdie and I'm like, okay. And then par par. And I'm like two under through five, four holes or going into the fifth hole at two under. I'm like, well, I'm keeping score for the rest of this round. Okay. And then I end up like getting a triple bogey. You and think I'm that like, gets into your head? Sometimes. Because I can see that happening. If you don't do like, okay, from the very beginning, I'm keeping score and doing that. Whether Rather than, okay, I'm halfway through the first nine. Yeah, golf's such a mental game. It, it totally is. And and if you're not, like if you're just an average golfer, to be able to hype yourself up mentally and pump your own tires, like it's, it takes a lot. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, I love the sport. I don't know why I love it as much as I do, but even just over the last like five years, I've just really gotten into it. And it's, I mean, if nothing else comes from this Ricky Fowler thing, like if he invited me to play golf with him because of this like giant gift that we ended up giving him, like I would be like in heaven, I'd be like, I'm golfing with Ricky Fowler. Let's do this. Yeah. This is crazy. Awesome. I don't know if I'll ever get that invite, but. You never know. You never know. Sometimes you just you put it out into the ether. Actually, the f- so what's funny is the first time that I made a sports video was of Graham Dillette 
and I just kind of made it because I was like, I want to make these videos and transition them into sports. So I made it, and then I joined Twitter so that I could tweet it at him because I knew he was really active on Twitter. Okay. And I only did stuff on Instagram. So I tweeted at him and his caddy. His caddy reposts it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then Graham reposted it, and then all of a sudden my notifications went crazy. <laughs> and I remember going back to work, like, whatever, the after the weekend was over, and one of my buddies at work was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, what do you think will ever come from it? And I was like, I have no idea, dude. Like, this is before I got paid to do Lego yeah. videos. I was like, it would be cool if I got to play a round of golf with Graham Dillette. I'm like, if nothing else comes from it but that, that would be amazing. So that ended up happening, like, five, six years later yeah. where I'm playing with Graham Dillette. I don't know why he ever said yes to it, but like he, he was another guy, That's another awesome. Puma guy too. I don't know what it is about these Puma guys. Maybe we should get Puma to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> I should become a Puma, Cobra Puma guy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I remember putting that out into the uh, ether or whatever you want to call it, yeah. into the atmosphere. Manifesting. Like manifesting it where I was, I, and that's not what I was doing at the time. I was just right. like, it would be cool to do this if that ends up happening. And then I got to tell him that when, when we golfed together, I was like, dude, you like, you're the reason why this blew up to what it is today. Yeah. Like granted, I kind of ran with it. Yeah. So how many rounds have you played with him now? I only, I only played two holes with him. Oh, okay. We we filmed some content together. Okay. So we went and filmed the hole in one challenge, and then we did the hole in one challenge with hockey sticks. Oh, that's awesome. But it was yeah, it was pretty random. I'm sure I'll play with him someday. He lives in Boise. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a member at like a country club that I never go to, and I don't know. Okay. Country clubs are a little too fancy for me. I'll go every now and then, but if it's a country club where I have to wear shoes, I'm kind of like, you're out. Do I really want to play at this place? Like golf Maybe is golf. Maybe they'll make an exception. They do. I just take them off. <laughs> you know, I'll show up. I'll show up in shoes sometimes. We did that at uh, when we played that Trump Bedminster course in New Jersey. It's fancy. And I showed up and I was like, do I need to wear shoes? So I wore shoes for like the first hole. And then as soon as we got out, I just took them off. Changed flip flops or just yeah, took off shoes? Just took, I took the shoes off. I had flip flops in my bag. Um, and then I just played barefoot for the rest of the round but that's now i just show up at these places and i'm already barefoot like we just played at that um west palm trump course yeah and it was fancy like it felt like we were in hawaii it felt tropical there's like um iguanas like running across the fairways and stuff it was cool but i just showed up in like a hockey jersey and flip-flops and is that where travis got his hole in one yeah, that's where he got his own one. That's sweet. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I We were right behind him, actually. And they're like, we're going to go check and see if this went in. And then you hear everybody screaming. And I'm like... Crazy. I'm jealous. You should have had that on your hole-in-one challenge. So what's funny is they had a... that It was like a sponsored hole. And the company that was sponsoring it had a drone that was like filming people's shots. Because if you got the hole-in-one... You win a trip to like Pebble Beach for two people. Okay. Travis didn't actually take that trip. I'm like, dude, if I won that trip, like I bought insurance for the trip, <laughs> I'm going to take that trip. But he was just like, no, it's fine. He's like, I don't. Mm-hmm. He's tra- Travis is in another tax bracket than I am, too. <laughs> like he, he, the Pebble, a free trip to Pebble Beach doesn't interest him as much as it would me. I'm sure he okay. like, probably gets invited to play at Pebble Beach. I don't. No one's ever invited me to play at Pebble Beach. <laughs> so I would be like, I told him, I was like, dude, I'll take the trip. If, you, uh, if you're just going to not, not take, take it. it, just take it and give it to me. Why Why wouldn't you? 
but I it's I'm sure it has to do with like the insurance that was bought on those trips because typically if if you're sponsoring a trip like that all you do is you buy you pay like the thousand dollars for the insurance mm. and then you get like a ten thousand dollar trip I don't know how much the insurance costs but that, so I'm sure that I'm sure that factored into it as well but anyways we're all we're almost to the hour point all right I need to keep these at yeah, we should you told me that I need to keep them at 40 minutes. About 40. Yep. That's the sweet spot. That's the but sweet spot. But sometimes the way that I get off on tangents. Yeah. Not everybody wants to listen to tangents. No, if people have but made it. But it's all good. If like people made it this far, they're hard. You know, what, you know what's beautiful about this is it's your show. You can do whatever the heck you want. But usually sweet spot's about 40 minutes. 40 minutes. That's true because if I'm listening to a podcast, unless it's like some of those Joe Rogan podcasts that I'm actually interested in listening to. Oh, those are like four those are like long. four hours. Yeah. So you have to like I'm I have to do those. In That's like sections. an investment. Yeah. Like and you usually take I don't out listen to the whole thing. That. Yeah. You should you should definitely <laughs> take insurance on that. Um. But anyways, I appreciate you yeah. doing that for me. And yeah, it was our pleasure. It, it was fun. And, um, That's what we do. We make ship happen. You did make ship happen, and I do like that slogan too. Yeah. Because that's also kind of like the flop shot, you know, where there's a double entendre there. Yep. There is. Ship could actually be substituted for another word that we won't yeah, say. You got it. <laughs> so if you didn't pick up on that, that's that's what that means. But uh, anyways, thanks for listening. Do you want to do you want to do the little jingle at the end? No, I'm not gonna take a crack at that again. Just do it. I can't. I don't even remember what you it know, is. It's when Dude, you think you're mind- fancy, but you're not. Go and listen to sh- flop shot. I almost screwed it up. <laughs> When you think you're fancy, but you're not, go and listen to Flop Shot. Yeah, I like I like Jim's jingle version yeah, see, a little better. His is like, more that's catchy. Not, that's not the way my mind works. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a rapper. You're not, or no, or a singer. <laughs> no. So we might maybe we'll put maybe we'll leave that part in, and then we'll put Jim's part in the front. I think that'd be a really good idea. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All um, right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you watched this, if you made it this far, congratulations. Jared loves you. You win uh, Yerba Mate when they sponsor me. <laughs> well, should be a Yerba Mate. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they sponsor me, go let them know go that uh, we need to be sponsored at least in product. <laughs> I'll take I'll take just product at this point. Sweet. That's it. All right. Cool. Yum. Should we end on a fart? It's up to you, buddy. I don't have one. I don't have one available. Oh. Yeah, his battery died. At what point do you think it died? I don't know. We'll find out. When you think you're fancy, but you're not, go and listen to Flop Shot.